in the presence of the most holy God. My goodness. In the presence of the living God. My goodness. present our bodies as a living sacrifice holy kadosh and acceptable to our God my goodness teacher you you taught the whole message in demonstration already touch the heart of God in demonstration my goodness and you know teacher he says I still require more of you he's saying I still require more even more. I don't know if they got it or not. And you you encompass all four pillars. Passion, commitment, pleasure and sacrifice those are the four pillars upon which love resides on mm. it, it, you're manifested right in front of me <laughs> oh my goodness oh the love of God Yesterday we had our baptism. Amen. Man. It was so much joy in that place. Man. And it is an outward expression of an inward work. I keep saying it it was an outward expression of an inward work or, or should I say a working because it's continued there's nothing to take lightly nothing 
goodness. I want to thank all the candidates yesterday. It was so wonderful. Yeah, y'all can stand up. Please stand up if you got baptized yesterday. Come on, stand on up. Be proud. Amen. Amen. Woo. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Missing somebody today. <laughs> mm. Anything that you want to do in life, the reason why a lot of us. are stagnant and don't go forward in the things that you want to do is because no one holds you accountable. You, 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 who who want to lose weight? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you want to lose weight. If you want to say, everybody, you want to lose some weight. All right. Well, my question is, how come we don't lose the weight? You want to. The problem is, it's not your diet. The problem is, it's not you going to the gym and eating right. The problem is, is no one holds you accountable. You want to be a successful Christian? No one is holding you accountable. I'm going to hold him accountable. Okay? I'm not playing. I'm going to hold you accountable. Nikki, it's so good to see you and your family. So good to see you and your family. I'm telling you the reason why we're not successful in anything. It's because no one holds you accountable. Y'all all right? <laughs> you want to walk with me, I'm going to hold you accountable. Who want to walk with me? Who want to walk with me? Well, I'm going to hold you accountable. When I stay home, you can stay home. If I don't stay home and I'm here, then you should be here. See? You're not going to go to heaven and, you know, just like one day, you like, well, you know, God, I don't want to do, I don't want to really worship you today. Well, watch this. This right here is just a rehearsal. So if you don't get it right here, you're not going to get it right there. You got to get it right here so you will have it right there. Y'all said you're a believer. I'm going to hold you accountable. You said you're a believer. Everybody look at me. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to ask you where you at. Why you not here? You have the right to ask me the same thing. Where you at, Pastor? I'm right here. 
This just turned the church off. See, this is this is just prime subject of what I'm talking about. If we, if God is love, and He in you, there should be an expression, a demonstration of the four pillars: your passion, your commitment, and the pleasure, and the sacrifice. Of which love, God's love stands on. I'm going to hold you. I feel like y'all just like mad at me now. What kind of pastor, what kind of shepherd don't ask, don't, don't, it's not asking where the sheep at. He can't just go doing his own thing. One thing to be a man, but it's another to be a man of God. You're supposed to be born again. sure and this let's go back and backtrack can i see a good shepherd really cares about you and cares about your spiritual development how you eating see we, we come like god we 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 just do what we want to do we come when we want to come we give when we want to give. We love who we want to love. I told y'all this year we're going to be real believers in the way. These four pillars. Maybe we need to stay right here. Passion. Hmm. Passion. Just a review. Passion is an intense, enthusiastic, compelling desire. And even administration qualities. To be called. Passion. These qualities. You have to be enthusiastic. But it can't just be that. It has to be intense. Enthusiasm. For it to be considered as passion. Hmm. Intense and eager enjoyment. Interest or approval. You cannot say you love a person 
intensely, enthusiastically if there is no desire. Y'all love God. Everybody look up. Y'all love God. I only saw one person on the floor. Oh, you got levels. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. How come God said, after all that he saw, the demonstration, he said, I still need more of you. Yeah, I, I, that's what he said. I still need more of you. Wow. Wow. So if I'm just here raising my hands, he's saying, I still want more of you. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you said y'all love God. The proof that you're passionate about a person or a thing is your pursuit. Is your pursuit. Pursuit is proof of your passion. I was passionate about sinning. I pursued it. I was chasing it. Enthusiastic. I had all four pillars. See, y'all, y'all won't talk like this about yourself. You love something. All right. All right. See, at one point, you loved smoking weed, didn't you? See that? You were passionate about it, right? You loved it. <laughs> he, said he, was, he said he was passionate. He loved it. He did. You pursued it. You was committed. You brought an offering. You sacrificed, didn't you? You cultivated things. See, see, see what? Y'all said y'all love God. You said you love God. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Woo, it is. I don't want to be calling myself a believer and I don't know what that is with God what does that what does that look I don't want to call myself a Christian and I don't know what that is and what is required too many people play in church Okay, all right, okay, all right. When you are in love and when you love someone or something, you become this you become willing, watch this, to be vulnerable. See, when you love, you say, hurt me. When you say you love, you saying hurt me. You're open. You're, you're vulnerable. 
I'm not talking abuse. Make sure I put that disclaimer out. Y'all all right? You pursued that weed, didn't you? It's the desire for me. See. Pursuit is proof of your passion. It is proof of your passion. Do you love God? Do you love each other? Okay. You become very vulnerable. Are you willing to be vulnerable enough to pursue? That idea. There cannot be passion. Where there is shamelessness when you're ashamed. In your pursuit. I said this, I'm just saying you, you, you can't be ashamed. can't be ashamed in your pursuit towards God. See, but this is what I love about is I pursue God in such great passion and desire. I should be pursuing you in that same manner. You. I should be pursuing you in that same manner as well. See, that's that unity that the enemy cannot destroy. Eve starts being passionate. Oh, boy. Okay. Hmm. Okay. The first dimension of love that must be worked in our life is pursuit. Okay? My goodness. You could just be like, man, do I really love my spouse? Let me see if it's standing on these four pillars. <laughs> okay. Y'all all right? Okay. All right. Let me see here. This is just kind of a review. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I think I hit passion enough for y'all. I mean, I could, I got plenty on it. Yeah. I am. I'm just going past because it's so much. We'll come back to it later. Then we started with commitment. Second one was commitment. The second dimension of love was commitment. I'm not defining love. I'm just giving y'all the dimensions of love. Okay? Commitment, just a small review, is the willingness to give your time, your energy, 
yourself to something or someone you believe in. Amen. Commitment. Then this is the very, this is the most important thing about commitment. A commitment does not require your emotions. Not necessary. I want to lose some weight. Uh -huh. I don't need no emotions to that. I just need some commitment and some accountability. I want to be a prayer warrior. Your emotions aren't needed. It's not a requirement. It's not a requirement. Commitment is a product of your belief. All right. Commitment is a product. So your belief system will produce your commitment. Y'all all right? Your belief system will produce your commitment. what you believe. Do you believe the word of God? And if you do, you'll be here every time the doors open. You won't make an excuse. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. I'm gonna, today I'm going to get to that. I need to speed it up some more. Okay. Commitment is a state of quality of being dedicated to another. Y'all all right? The synonym for commitment is dedication. Okay? You know how committed a person is because of their dedication. Which should be all of us. Mm. Here's the big one with commitment. Commitment is an engagement, an obligation that restricts your freedom. Did I put that one in there right? <laughs> Commitment restricts your freedom of action. I can't go to the club no more. My commitment restricts my react my actions. I can't smoke the weed no more because oh somebody needed. See, this is the thing when people think things are legal, it's okay. But it's not lawful. 
Everything's permissible but not lawful. How does God feel about the law? That's why Christians, they just believe they get there. It's all right because they made it a law. <laughs> a law where? In the world? Is it lawful in the kingdom? How does God feel about it? It puts you in, it, it's, it puts you in an impaired state. It's not really you driving the bus. Hello? It's, it's sorcery. It's pharmakia. That word sorcery is pharmakia in the Bible. Anything to overtake your natural state of being. That's what alcohol do. That's why it's called spirits. Hello? When they had wine, Jesus turned wine into wine. Do y'all know? See, we don't even do our sturdy. Do you know in, in biblical terms that that wine was not fermented? It was the grape. When that juice is called wine, that's what it's called. See, we ain't educated. We're not educated on on the time. We read it like it's now. We have no understanding. These sure do. That changed the whole paradigm about what. Let me see. He actually changed it to a substance that would alter the people. See, we, we haven't done proper reading and understanding the backdrop of what the culture was like. We just read it and interpret it in a Western mindset. Jesus, y'all put me on this. <laughs> see, see, there, there's, there's the Roman Catholic. Bible interpretation. And then watch this on this side, you have the Church of England interpretation. So most of us use the English interpretation, King James. In the original manuscripts, they, they never use the word, watch this, Lord. That's on the English side of the Bible. They didn't use that. They used his name. That's exactly right. So most of the time when we read the Bible, we're reading it from the King James, which is English. And we read it with the pagan words incorporated. Lord. See, y'all don't want the truth. See, you know, that's what happens when you don't study properly. Y'all don't pull me off. I'm not trying to be right now. But I'm trying to, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying to get us to understand 
how how when we read the word and and we interpret it, it's like it is in translation. So if you read it, it was a Adonai, El, El Yon. You, you would read when it said God, it would say Yahuwah. If you were going to read it correctly. See, it, make, it gives a different meaning to it. You just need to understand what you're reading in the words that you're using. They use Lord in those for Baal. So how can he be Lord and God's Lord when you're reading the word? Because that's how we interpret it. Because that's how it's written. That's how you read it. But that's not in the manual trans the original manuscripts, how it was written. It would be a distinct who was who. Okay. All right, I'm I'm just put that. That's right. That's right. They do. They call me a man, Lord. Because that's the English. That's the English understanding of the scripture. Or the Catholicism way of it. See, we just don't know nothing. Then when we start saying his real name, people get mad in the kingdom. Then we make we make an idol out of that. And now it's the sacred word movement. It's the sacred name movement. His name is so holy you can't even say G under slash D. Where is that at? That's Talmudic teaching. That's Talmudic teaching, which is just infiltrated all in the Bible, all in the church. Y'all pull me off. That's not where I want to be, but I, I gotta or I'm just I said, this year, we're going to be real, genuine believers. In a sense, in a sense, it does matter. I want my children to know my name. Sure, you can cast out demons in the translation, Jesus. Yes, you can. Because it's what's in here. It's where you're speaking from. And the demons know that. They know who is real and who's not. You know why? Because they believe. The demons believe. And they were not going around saying Jesus. That was not the terminology, the vernacular. That's not what they spoke. They spoke in their language. Yeshua. That's what, that's what they called them. Don't get mad because we still, people get mad because it's Jesus or Yeshua, Yahuwah. He, he's. My question is, do you believe the name that you're saying? <laughs> Come on, Mike. That's what I want to know. Do you believe in that name that you're saying? They say, the Bible says that they tremble at the name of Jesus. 
Paul, I know. Yes, you, I know, but who are you? Mm. See? Oh, okay. Let me get back to where I was. <laughs> Amen. So you got to let Holy Spirit just take. I just love, I just love him. I love him. Most of us are afraid of restrictions. That's why people don't come all the way over. They won't come all the way over because you got to give up something. I'm going to get to that today. Lord knows I'm going to get to sacrifice. But let me get through passion or, excuse me, pleasure first. Can I get through pleasure first? But that restriction, see that commitment, people don't want to be restricted. I want to do what I want to do. I want to come what I want to do. I want to think the way I want to think. I want to live the way I want to live. I want to give the way I want to give. They don't want no restrictions. I mean, y'all love restrictions. I ain't not going to look. Y'all don't want no restrictions. That's why we find it hard to diet. You got to restrict yourself. <laughs> we, I mean, even if you lose, and if you're small, you still, you don't want, you think you ain't got no restrictions. You can eat all you want. And you ain't gaining no way. You can eat all the carbs and sugars, everything you want. But your arteries inside is clogged up. And skinny people have heart attacks too. Skinny people have triple bypasses too. Mm-mm. Y'all listening? All right. You want to do anything, you find somebody to hold you accountable. Don't get nobody like you. <laughs> Don't get nobody like you. We're going to lose this together. Who is going to take lead of that? It's quiet when you're talking about losing. and com- I'm, I'm talking about commitment. I'm talking about commitment. You can do anything if you're committed. Y'all all right? Okay. Pleasure. Pleasure is the third dimension of God's love. Amen? If you <laughs> manifest true love, this dimension of love must be captured. What is pleasure? What is pleasure? Hmm. You gotta capture this in your love. It's pleasure. Pleasure is delight, gratification in love. 
There must be space for gratification, pleasure, satisfaction, and love. It's to one's liking. It cannot be a war of pain and regrets and fighting and pursuit indefinitely. Listen, there is a, you can't do those things forever. Okay. Maybe you didn't hear that. It can't be a constant war. I'm talking about love. It can't be constant pain, regrets, and fighting. All right? Listen. There is a dimension of love that is defined by pleasure. Psalm 1611. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. 1611. Let's look at this. Are we learning anything? Can y'all see my pursuit of you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Psalm, yeah. Cha Psalm chapter 16 at verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Mm. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Wait a minute. This right here is God's love personified. Do you see that? That means I can look at it at 360 degrees rotation. Y'all with me? It's his love being... Read it again, man of God. I don't know if they heard you. You will show me the path of life. In mm. your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Ooh. For how long? Forevermore. In his what? Presence. <laughs> God Almighty. Forever. God is defining love right here. You know why? Because he's teaching it to us right now. He's, he's personifying it right now. Mm. Okay, maybe y'all got that. Maybe y'all just quiet. Y'all the destined that. Okay, hold on. Whether it is a love relationship, a business relationship, it should, I should come, watch this, and see you working on something very difficult or difficult project. Watch this. With a smile. <laughs> when I got laid off from my job making $70,000 a year, I smiled. Hello? I smiled. I went out and celebrated. We went out to eat, took the whole family out. Come on, let's go celebrate.
it'd be different if I wasn't in his presence. I stayed in his presence. So when the hardship comes, my true nature, my born again nature, is how I moved. It's how I perceived what was going on. It was my positioning. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. I don't ever want to remove or be removed from his right hand. Not that side. Okay. How many of y'all find it difficult to smile? When you get bad news. God gives us a moment. He'll give us a moment. He'll give you a moment. He'll give you a moment. He's not, he's fair. He's not like that. So when you smile in those difficult on your face, right? It it shows that, watch this, that love is there in those times. It shows that love is there. Oh. Why me? Why not you? Hmm. Why not you? Why not you? It's a sign that love is there. Psalm 37. Yep. Psalm 37, 4. Psalm chapter 37 at verse 4. Mm-hmm. Delight yourself Uh-oh. also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Oh. How do I get them secret petitions out? How do I get them secrets out? Mm. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's not going to give you the desire of you hoping for somebody else's husband or wife. He's not going to give you that desire. That's not what he does. That's not the desire. He's not going to give you. That's not the desire of his heart. That's your heart. And he's not going to give you that desire. He's going to give you the desire of his heart. What you should be desiring is him. He's not going to give you the desires of your heart. Your heart, wicked, evil. Who can trust it? Who can know it? It's treacherous. He's not giving you that desire. See how we've been taught wrong on these things? (laughs) This is the third dimension of God's love. 
pleasure mm. and joy. Watch this. We just seem to miss this very important element of God's love. There are husbands and there are wives and believers where there is no joy or laughter in their relationships with God and each other. I would be most miserable if me and TJ couldn't laugh at each other. Not at y'all at each other. Did y'all hear that? There may be passion and commitment in your relationship, but no delight. There may be passion and commitment, but no joy. Y'all all right? Am I ministering at least to the married people? Mm. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't joy if only one of us is laughing. Folks are doing like this. It ain't joy if only one of us is laughing. Come on, y'all. Look, y'all. Y'all like to laugh, bless you. Y'all all right. Y'all all right. Okay. I delight myself in the Lord when I tend to his sheep. Amen. That's why it's hard for me, teacher, to leave the sheep because it's pleasurable for me. Even when y'all bring headaches to me. Y'all are right. <laughs> and, you know, when the teachers finish the class, she like, goodbye, class is over. That's how she made up. That's how teacher is. Your teacher don't want to, mm -mm. But a, a shepherd, he delights himself. I, I love being with the sheep. That's why I smell like the sheep. You smell like the sheep. A pastor should smell like sheep because he's been with the sheep. Yeah? Okay. I want y'all to smell good, though. I'll be with you. Okay. All right. Y'all all right? Okay, let's get back to the word. I delight myself in the Lord, okay? By spending time with you. So delight and pleasure featured in an idea or relationship that has there are uh, has to be in there. All right, husband and wives, there are. Boy, I got y'all at right here. I'm gonna jump because I'm ready to get to the big thing. Y'all all right? Mm. Ooh. Uh, people. All right, move this right here. Mm. There are people in relationships, husband and wives, when they're in relationship, and there is completely, watch this, no joy, no laughter, 
no delight at all. As I said, they may be passionate and they may be committed, but there is no delight, no jokes, no laughter. Teacher and I have an enormous responsibility that we have in our lives and the people that God has entrusted us with. So we find many times and many things to laugh about. <laughs> and we have joy and delight <laughs> in the things that we do. In this walk with God, you better find some joy. You better. Psalms 2 and 4. Mm-hmm. Psalm chapter 2 at verse 4. He who sits in the heavens laughs. <laughs> who would that be? He who sits in the heavens does what? How many of y'all seen that scripture before? Mm-mm. Go ahead. Go ahead. And he is what? Love. I know he's laughed at me many times. I know he laughed at some of y'all too. Because if I was laughing, he was laughing. Y'all all right? Come on. That scripture is powerful right there. Do y'all see that? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, finish it, man of God. The Lord has them in derision and in supreme contempt. Mm -hmm. He mocks them. Ooh, we told you what mocking is. He be laughing at y'all when y'all mocking the person that he sent for you. Mm. I would suggest that you actually do what you're hearing. Whoop! They don't believe it. Let's go to another one. Go to Psalm 17. 22. 24. Psalm 17. 22. Only have 15 verses. Oh, yes. what I did? I don't know what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. My, you are so good. Thank you. I meant Proverbs. See, look at y'all laughing at me. God laughing too. It's all right, y'all. It's all right. It's all right. It's Proverbs. I was looking for you to do this one. <laughs> Go ahead, man of God. I, I mean, please laugh at me. Go ahead. It's all good. Proverbs chapter 17. Thank you. Verse 22. Thank you. A happy heart is good medicine. And a cheerful mind works healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Oh, look at that. Look at that. The word God is funny. God is funny. 
He is. Read that again. A happy heart is good medicine. Good medicine. And a cheerful mind works healing. A cheerful mind works what? Hold on. A cheerful mind does what? Ain't say nobody had to lay hands on you. Don't don't let this just go out the window. God said a cheerful mind does what? Works healing. Jesus, my God. This word is so powerful. Go, c- continue, continue. Go to 24. At verse 24. It's there, I checked. It's there this time. <laughs> verse 24. No, no, no. Go ahead all the way to 24. 23. Verse 23. There you go. A wicked man receives a bribe out of the bosom, the pocket, to pervert the ways of justice. Mm-hmm. Verse 24. Yeah. A man of understanding sets skillful and godly wisdom Mm. before his face. But the eyes of a self-confident fool are on the ends of the earth. My God. Mm. Say, I have a strong mind. mind. That means you have a healed mind. My God. Somebody going to get that. Pleasure must be captured. Your business, Tashana, should make you laugh at least one day. Your pursuit of your anointing. Should make you laugh at least one day. Mm-hmm. If you continue to be angry indefinitely, it can be a voice that is the thing you're doing. Might not be, watch this, for you. That's what you will hear. You know why? Because there must be a time of laughter. Jesus. You are deriving satisfaction, watch this, from your pursuits. Are you? If there is no pleasure in what you are loving, watch this, you'll feel cheated. If you're doing ministry as God's anointed, you do that. If you're doing ministry as God has anointed you, to do there are pleasurable moments involved that's for somebody in here (laughs) 
they, they missed the part that I said, though. If you're doing ministry as God has anointed you to do. All right. You should have pleasurable moments in doing what you're doing. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Here we go. I'm going to say this. I'm going to jump down to here. Uh, like, like teacher and I, it's an honor and a privilege to serve y'all. It is. It is. It is. really is. It's pleasurable. You know, after you suffered a while, the Bible said. <laughs> watch this. This is where I, I can't. Y'all listen to watch this. So, you know, like Valentine's Day. Mm, Jesus, my God. Yeah, you're going to talk about it, right? Why, I just want to know, like, the day after Valentine, how come nobody is talking about love? It's just that one day. It's just that one day. But the day after, nobody is talking about love. Just like on the 26th, nobody talking about Jesus. Y'all all right? Y'all listen, y'all. Don't, don't, don't laugh. Look at Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Look. See, the day, listen, for the world, it's one day. You know why? Because it's about emotions. And love is not about feelings. Love is a choice. Y'all see, this is what the world, that's why there's only one day. One day, this love and flowers and everything, one day, because it's all about emotions. It's not about pursuit. It's not about commitment. Y'all all right? Mm, mm, mm. Here we go. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to have to bring this one now and get to the last one. Here's a question. <laughs> Watch this. Teacher, you don't like this one. There are believers who don't know the Bible calls, watch this, the joy of your salvation. There is joy in salvation. Mm, mm, mm. I don't think we understand death and hell. Because if you did understand death and hell, you have joy about your eternal salvation. They don't preach that no more. You'd have joy. You would have joy. You wouldn't be worried about trying to get it all right. You would just be so joyful that you are in. We're not joyful about our salvation. We're saddened. Soon as you get in a situation or circumstance or a bad report, 
What should kick in? My salvation. That thing is temporary. It's going to pass. But that's all encompassed in your salvation. Your thought life should be in your salvation. You would produce then. You would believe then. Jesus, you're going to make me jump out and decree a thing over your life here in a minute. That joy of salvation, if that experience has not been founded in your life, then what do you call being born again? What is the atmosphere that you're submitting, watch it, your spiritual understanding to? Y'all all right? Let's keep this thing moving. You have to have... You have to take time. You know, sometimes big corporations, they they make it mandatory that their employees uh, take a trip. They they have certain areas in their uh, office areas where they can take naps. In corporate. Now, I ain't talking about you. At, yeah. <laughs> at your job right now. I don't think y'all got that idea. I mean. They'd be like, yes, I do. I go to the bathroom. Take a nap in there. I'm speaking to somebody. Yeah, they have. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's the one. And I'm a, it's a big one. And I could, I could keep going with these because uh, I have a lot. But I want to get to this, this big one and at least get, it, get you started. Throw some out there at ya. So, yeah, okay. Just get you started, just for a minute. Just, huh? Okay, teacher. All right. All right. So, we have the four pillars, right? We got passion, commitment, pleasure, and the fourth one. I want to go uh, is sacrifice. I want to take my time on that one. All right. Passion is it is the uh, it is impossible to love uh, without passion. Commitment is the staying power to remain. Okay. Third pleasure. Anything that has love comes with pleasure. All right. Number four sacrifice. All of these four systems, sacrifice is the leader, the foundation of love. Um, I do have a scripture there, but I'm going to kind of go past that. And um, I said this before, why does God demand and require sacrifice? Remember, sacrifice always comes, watch this, with instruction. Sacrifice always comes with instructions. Why does God require sacrifice for men? Why does he require that? And God owns everything. It's not just a sacrifice of your money, your life, your time. It's like when God sees sacrifice, 
it takes that individual, he takes that individual very seriously when he sees sacrifice. Mm, mm, mm. I told y'all, in this season of fear or faith as your reality, listen, you're going to believe one or the other. I guarantee you. Some of you have already been put in that position. How do I respond? Fear or faith? I told you, I found a key. When you truly understand this spiritual law of sacrifice, write this, it will get you out of any situation. So you might as well go ahead and rejoice. Because you got a key now. This law will get you out of mediocrity. It'll get you out of pain. It'll get you out of financial calamities. Mm. Sacrifice. The demand to give. Listen, everything God demands, every time, excuse me, God demands, there is an individual, I want to say it, every time God demands that an individual gives resources, proceeds, watch this, of your strength. Your time, your energy. What is God's goal behind it? Hmm. Sacrifice and giving generally is one of the ways, huge ways, that God helps us to conquer idolatry. Y'all better get this one. Contrary to what you've been taught. It just made a witness to her. Obviously, Holy Spirit is talking to her. And she don't know what I'm writing here. This has been, I've had this for two weeks on here. Why does God, who has everything, why does he, why is it important for him? To call for sacrifice. What's behind that? What's behind that? It's one of the ways that we can conquer idolatry. And, and materialism. Listen. At one point in your Christian life, upon this earth, God will demand something huh, within you. He will. And the goal is not your money. Abraham did not kill Isaac later. Some of y'all got that. But what really happened? That Isaac had died, watch this, in the heart of Abraham. His son, his only son, had died in his heart already.
He died already before Minister Al. He was placed on that altar. In Abraham's heart, he was already dead. Sacrifice always comes with instructions. He told him where to go. He told him what to get. It always comes with instruction. And he'll tell you. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. Abraham. Abraham received instruction for the sacrifice. Instruction always comes with sacrifice. Y'all listen. Okay. I'm going to hear it. Okay, y'all. Y'all watch this. This is how God deals with man when it comes uh, with the plague of idolatry and materialism. Every once in a while, God will demand something from you that rattles the place that idolatry and materialism wants to take root within you in place of God. That could be your time. That could be your commitment. That could be your diligence. He, he, that could be your integrity. Listen, I'm trying to tell y'all something right now. He does it because it shows you where your idolatry is. This is why he requires a sacrifice. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Mm, mm, mm. God will always demand this at certain times in your life. This will always keep that idolatry in check in your life. Y'all all right? Watch this. Watch this. And I saw this played out. It's different. Watch this. Say, say, say somebody gifted you $100,000. And y'all listen to me. Don't finish. Let me finish. Say a person gave you $100,000 and they gifted it to you. And say you have, let me see who I want to say this to. I have said to Brandon. All right. And say, Brandon, your salary is $100,000. Receive that. Y'all think I just said that for random? I'm like, who is he telling me to say this to? Listen closely. Say someone gifted you $100,000. And say you had a salary of $100,000. Those two aren't the same. Those two aren't the same. They're not the same. You didn't do anything for that $100,000. 
It's easy to give that away than the $100,000 that you work for. That you got up every morning and worked for. Good God. That you stayed up night and weekends working for your time. Y'all all right? Mm, the labor <laughs> that you put in for that $100,000. It'll be easier for you to give that $100,000 that you got gifted away in the right teacher. Easier than when you work for it. Because that was no sacrifice attached to it. But to give that $100,000 that you worked for and sweated and the weekends and everything that you gave up to do it, it's harder to give that as a sacrifice. Y'all all right? The labor that it took, the creativity, the redoing of that newsletter. easy to give away. It's harder to give from your work of your hands. It's harder to give from your work of your hands than from a gift. It's that sacrifice that counts with God. See? Do you all understand what I'm saying? Can I give you one? Can I give you? Mm. No, I think I'm going to have to stop right. Yeah, that's it right there. I'm going to slam the door open on the next ones. Let me put, let me put stop. Let me put, let me put stop here. So I can, um, she's acting crazy. It's my wife. For real though, y'all, did y'all get something out of this? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you what sacrificing is and what it, and what it accomplishes and why. Now you know why God wants us to make sacrifices, because it removes the idolatry out of our life. But there's so much more. I'm gonna stop right there. But there's so much more. Okay. You are more than welcome, Mr. Harold. You are more than Glory to God. I love your dedication. Amen. Uh, we give glory and honor to God for the vessel of God. Amen. Ah, uh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Ah. Uh, We've been favored and graced today. Just have a seat real quickly. You all gonna understand, you you know. I I'm serious with the walk, y'all, for real. It is the eternal joy of the Lord. And uh, what happened before I came in service, and this is just real quick. I was sitting in the car, and as my witness, 
Elder Greg and and Minister Dalton were waiting, you know, to <laughs> for us to get out of the car. <laughs> and we had been talking, matter of fact, uh, Brandy, and Brandy did the sacrificial seed. This is it like two weeks now, or a week ago, and she also decided, or not just decided, it was led the Holy Spirit to so directly into me. She should never done that. Look, because look, what she thought sacrifice was, Minister Al, that it was enough with what she was doing. Minister Al, she thought that, you know, I'm serving her. Hey, pick me up. Wherever I need to go, she's there taking care of me. It's all the things, all the things, preparing food. So look how she thought that was sacrifice. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it is a different season. That's right now. Good God Almighty. Mm. See, according to the need that is attached to the seed, it's a spiritual, look, what you need is nowhere close to the seed. That you saw. That's right. And what has already look been given. See, see, it's accumulation. So this is how we need to pray. Now, now every seed that has been sown. Oh, glory to God. Accumulate the total sum of that seed. We can give our seed in a sign. Look, we want a radical move of God, but we don't have a seed. Look, with the heart attached to the seed. So she thought she were sacrificing. She was. But now she's in a season when she asked. A lot of times we ask a thing, and it's not that you ask. Holy Spirit give you a question to ask, and so you ask, and you think it's you. Now, what I'm serving you, but as a minister, I want to make sure and sure I'm growing the way that I should. Spiritual gifts and making an election, her call to be sure, right? Wanting to move in the spirit, discernment, all the things, understanding spiritual matters. Different season different sacrifice how said that right and ever since she sown that seed I turned back around and look at her I said you are continually growing spiritually from the seed that you've sown 
And I turned to her today because of the conversation that we were having and the word of God. It came from just a song. Anybody know me? My playlist is, is about maybe five or six songs. It's the same, it's the same songs. You know why? Because if it doesn't tie back to my salvation, it doesn't get in my playlist. If I can't, if I can't hear the psalmist stirring up in me through the lyrics, the remembrance of my salvation, it doesn't get in my playlist. And two of the songs that always get played, well, definitely this one, I've been changed. I'm changed. I'll never be the same again. I'm changed. And today I was listening to my responses. Hallelujah. My response. My heart responds. But that's because my salvation and I've been changed plays in the background of my mind. Me taking communion is spiritual, it's playing in the background of my mind. So I begin to tell her what and how the song was ministering to me. My response, I said, because we don't have a revelation of salvation or the revelation of Christ, which would give you the revelation of your salvation, which would give you the revelation of simplicity of the word of God. The simplicity of hallelujah. That that takes me to a place of understanding that I praise him from a place of understanding that everything has already worked out. I have a revelation because it's in my salvation. So my redemption that I've been redeemed And now the words that I speak are no longer my words because I've been changed. I've been born in Christ. Power, authority. So now, what will we say to this matter? What will we say? Don't you know the word of God is not on your lips? No, no. From your salvation, you must have a revelation that I am dead in Christ Jesus. But yet I live. Now, when you're in a situation... What will we say 
what will we say to this matter? Don't you know the word? Jesus is on the lips. It's on your tongue. Speak. It's on your tongue. Life, resurrection is on your tongue. The changer, uh, the breaker is on your tongue. We, we, we're, we're not aware. My heart response to everything is from my salvation. That's why I was saying today, almost and weeping in mourning that when we, how can you stand before our God, the only true and living God? And we don't praise. Intensely, passionately, because who he is. He's not ordinary. He's extraordinary. There are no real words to say or to describe him. Who he is. Except he is who he is. And he's all that I need. I begin to speak about sacrifice, everything that Pastor was preaching. I had experienced it in the car before I came here. Because look, I experienced eternal joy. And it comes from my salvation. I don't forget. See, we forget we don't have before us heaven and hell. We don't have it before us. It's not a reality. You have to imagine it. You have to see it. I said, Brandy, I know how to get to God's heart. I have to remove all the idols out there. I said, I have removed all the idols out of my way. There's not a situation, a person, or thing. Look, or what you're going through. Naturally, when someone breaks your heart, your loved one, and especially your children, the natural me. See, I will be broken, Amanda. But it's too late. I've been made whole. My salvation. I can stand in love. And look, and the thing about they still won't see love. Because hurt people hurt people. They won't see the love, Didi, of God in you or me. Because they are in their emotions, their feelings. How many times shall we forgive each other? 70 times 70. It's just letting you know this ongoing because I, I've, 
Look, I have forgiven you eternally. He said, I cast your sins in the sea of forgiveness. So I won't remember them anymore. So look, so this is what they're doing. They're remembering. But if the God that raised the person of Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you, you should be able to release people from a debt that you think that they owe. Ha! A debt that you... Our perception is always wrong because how we exercise our spiritual senses and how we feel and not what we know. Minister Brandy, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. And I've spoken and said this to all who served me as an armor bearer. I said, it's not anything like church that you've known an armor bearer to serve. I said, Holy Spirit told me it's for you that I serve you. So many have not understand, didn't understand, and that was okay. But when you have at least one example to demonstrate and show, see now it was revealed only to me today. It wasn't in the things that she does. It was in the seeking. To know me. Better. It wasn't. And it isn't in the things. That she does for me. It was for the purpose. As to why. Holy Spirit said. You are one of the people. That would serve me. As an armor bearer. So look. So I can help expedite. Your spiritual growth. It's for your benefit, not mine. So when someone gives, it's not towards God's benefit that you give. It's really unto you because of what he's trying to get to you. I looked over at the end of the teaching somewhere near the end with Pastor and I said, Brandy, I said, you have manifest the very purpose of serving as armor bearer. It's always in a person who don't think they're not boastful think much of of themselves in a way that most people think more highly of themselves than they are. In the last, can you imagine if you decide to really pursue God relentlessly that in less than 30 days your life would radically change. 
she what she's asked for spiritual not for a husband not for promotion not for happiness not for anything materialistic she wants the proper giftings from Holy Spirit so that she would be a good minister. Mm. Wow. Wow. Elders, pastor, come on up. The altar is open. See the joy of the Lord, what was happening with me. I said, It's a simplicity, Mr. Al. The language of God. Amen. Means everything that He has for me is so. Be it unto me. My prayer for you all would be that you, as you pursue him with all you have, that you inquire, that he brings about a revelation, an insight of your salvation and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Purge all the idols. You can come up. There's idols, there's things in the way. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength.
Hallelujah. 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 Lay down your heart. He says, lay on before me. I laid down ministry. My children passed. No one can take care of you and your family like God. He said, lay your burdens down. Lay your idols down. Give them to me. Give them to me, body of Christ. Give me your husband. Give me your children. Give me your wife. Give me your concerns, your cares. He said, lay your burdens down. Lay down confusion. Lay it down. Lay it down. Lay it down. God says, lay it down. Give it to me. It's a burden that you can't carry. It will give you a peace. I was holding a veil. I said, God, thank you for the strength. And I get to pray and war over her because I laid down the burden of my sons and my lost children. Lay it down so you can truly minister. I begin to war over her. I begin to declare healing to every organ. I commanded her liver. I'm telling you this as a living example. Because there's no hurt. There's no pain. There's no anger towards God. I laid it down at his feet. I said, long life, healing. Every organ function according to his purpose. I commanded her kidneys, her liver to function. I commanded long life. Lay it down so you can be free. Lay down your burdens, your concerns. I was able to hold her, held her tight. I said, Lord, keep her. Lord, preserve the woman of God. I squeeze her so tight. If you lay your burden down, only then that you can minister. I was able to be free and minister. Not angry with God. Not misunderstanding and why me? Time and chance happens to everyone. I said, God, I counted an honor and privilege to hold your daughter 
to pray in war over her. I was only able to do that because I laid my burden down. I laid all my children before the king. Not angry, not upset, but taking joy in the life that I can hold. Hallelujah, Jesus. As if God, you gave me a daughter. You gave to me my brother. Only you will be able to see, God, when you lay your burdens down, body of Christ. You will be able to have joy for others. You will be able to minister. You will be able to bring healing and deliverance only when you lay your burdens down. So I encourage you to lay down your cares. Lay down your burdens. Only then can you minister. Because there's something in the way. There's a blockage between you and God. Lay them down so you can be free and be used in these last days. If we could stand to our feet and give the proper honor to our God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, your goodness. Oh, your mercy. Oh, your grace. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We honor you, God. We exalt you. We lift you on high. He said, I will be exalted if I will be lifted up. I would draw this sinner in. So we lift you up, Jesus. We make you known so the sinner can come in in these last days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. With all that we got, hallelujah. If we can lift up our hands, if we can open up our mouths and give the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God Almighty, We give you the honor. We lift you up. We make you known to this lost and dying world, Jesus, that we serve the risen Savior. Hallelujah. That he lives, he rules, he reigns. Hallelujah. Let the world know whom you serve. Let the world know. Go out this week and tell the world about the goodness of Jesus. Draw the sinner in. Sinner in, body of Christ. Draw the sinner in. Draw the sinner in. As you see the door closing, oh, draw them in. Hallelujah. Draw them in. Snatch them out of darkness. Draw the sinner in, he says. Draw the sinner in. Oh, time is getting short. Time is getting short. Draw the sinner in. Draw the sinner in. Draw the lost in. Draw in 
heart belongs to it. Draw to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go forth in this week with power and might. Go forth in the power and authority of Jesus Christ who has set us free. Hallelujah. Go to the world and draw the sinner in. Draw.